once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record, and they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from smartmarkvideo.com. And additionally, head to powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. That's J-A-K, prince.com. Is that a first time for you? That's the first time. There it is. First time right there. So uh, that voice you heard is... Mine. I'm your moderator of sorts, Steve Guy, as always, joined by the owner of AIW, John Thorne. And uh, yeah, I don't know how to know how to go from that, you know? He's that's, just rolling through them all. That's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> so on this episode, uh, you know, first of all, hey, it's fun to talk to you guys again because it's been a couple of weeks for me. But uh, we're going to just answer some of your questions. We threw that out on social media and uh, some of you guys threw down some questions for John Thorne. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have some fun with it. It's mainly because of the scheduling con- conflicts to get this recorded and get something out. Uh, you know, yeah. by, by the time it's needed, uh, I like to have at least a couple other people to play off of, you know, and right. give some feedback. And all the all the AIW students are off doing bookings and things. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, Imagine that. They're successful. Well, I don't know if I'd say well, successful. Well, they're... they're are they more successful than you thought that they would be? Uh, That's your first question. Jury, jury's out. So. <laughs> I Jur- mean, they're all getting bookings, you know. Yeah, I mean that's good. It's good for them, you know. Bad for the podcast, but good for their <laughs> good for their careers. Bad for my podcasting career. We need uh, more students. Is that what you're saying? Oh, we have a lot, but I just I don't know. No wanna- podcasters yet. We have a lot of students. I just don't know if I want to give my address to some of them. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, don't give them mine either. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I figured, hey, you know, we're under the gun. Uh, We're going to probably, you know, have jam-packed weekends. So at least let's, you know, do a quick Q&A so I have something to to put out today. Perfect. Well, uh, I want to start with this one. It's not really a question necessarily. Uh, It's more of a statement. And this one comes from... A familiar face to the AIW faithful. It was on Twitter. It's uh, at Grado Wrestling. And he says, John Thorne AIW, mate, you need to stop taking my bookings, booking ideas when I'm fucked up. Seriously. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, he, actually, he had a private conversation with me about this uh, <laughs> as well. Uh and uh, I reminded him that, uh, you know, he kept showing me his uh, Monsters Ball match with Abyss saying he really wants to wrestle Nick Gage. I think, 
you know, that's just more of the New Orleans curse that was going around that weekend. And, uh, you know, I think he, he really regrets probably saying that, <laughs> but, uh, I, or, or didn't think that I would actually follow through with it. But uh, it's happening. Nick Gage versus Grado, June 22nd at Music Links. What happens if Grado becomes the absolute champion? Well, That's got to be expensive, right? We got to keep flying him here to defend the title. I'm gonna have to coordinate the dates with Impact Wrestling tapings. Yeah, that too. Oh, man, it's got to save on the trans. <laughs> uh, our next question, we'll roll back over to uh, to Facebook here. Uh, it comes from Michelle, who takes amazing pictures at our AIW events. She is among all the photogs that we have. Uh, A lot of photogs grabbed in the crown as of late. I'm not gonna have to give any of you guys credit either. <laughs> uh. She wants to know what was the match Ricky Steamboat thought should have been first in Akron because he did say that that first match was too hot. Uh, he said Dominic Garini versus uh, Dan Severn should have been first. So that should have been first? Yeah, which I saw his point for it because Dan Severn was a surprise. Yeah. But we were also looking at it like um, just from years of doing this, um, especially when you're running like a like a new market or something like that uh and a lot of we at least assumed before the entire crowd was in that there would be a good portion of people there for Dominic Garini yeah um and we were not expecting you know 600 people to be in that building you right know? I was we, I was expecting 200 tops yeah and uh so my thought process was, I don't want to put him on first because then all of us people are going to leave because after years of doing this, you you learn to realize that a lot of these people are come to support the person, not the promotion, and right. uh, they're gonna they're gonna leave, you know, and then it just uh, you know by match two, you know you're you're gonna lose a, a good part of your core, or so we thought based on what the you know what we thought was going to be the, the live attendance. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of why we did that. I saw Ricky Steamboat's thought process behind that, but I was looking at it from, you know, Hey, you know, Dom's going to have a lot of people here and they're, you know, they're probably going to be rolling in late and, and things right. like that. Uh, our next question uh, comes from new Kenny, not wrestling related, but sometimes, you know, these are fun. Uh, congrats on college graduation there, New Kenny. Uh, overall thought of Hollywood reboots, favorites, dislikes, what can be improved, etc. Like <laughs> adaptations like the new Power Rangers or Ninja Turtles also count. I've never seen any Power Rangers. I just want to throw that out no, there right seen, now. Did you, you didn't watch the TV show as a kid even? Maybe then? No, I thought I was too cool for it. You were too cool for Power Rangers? I thought so, yeah. That was like when we were like 10? No, nah, I thought that was a little kid stuff. <laughs> I'll never forget. I got like uh, <laughs> this is gonna sound ridiculous, but uh, I the year that Home Alone two came out, I really wanted a Talk Boy based on the movie trailer. Yeah, and they must have like just licensed that technology or whatever you wanted to call it around. Right. And my grandma got me a Talk Boy, but it was a Power Rangers licensed Talk Boy. Oh no! Threw that shit right on the ground. <laughs> Said I don't fucking want this Power Rangers kid toy. <laughs> I didn't say fucking, but you know, uh, I don't. I mean, Hollywood reboots are fine. I, I, you know, it, it's, it's good nostalgia, I guess. You know, like uh, that, that's really about it. You are know? you gonna go see the new Halloween? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. So that you're into? I'm into. That. I'm. I went to the 
Rob Zombie Halloweens. You know, I don't care. I'll go see any kind. Of, you know, if it's something that I liked, I'll go see a remake, even if it's not that good. I mean, nothing's going to hold up to whatever your yeah, whatever your expectation or memory is as a kid. But I'll go see it. You know, whatever. Yeah, like I will probably never watch the new Point Break. I did watch it. It was awful. Yeah. See, that's not that one's not for me. I watched it, but I mean, I'm not going to go to the theater and see it. But I'll watch it. That's fair. Yeah, I'd like on, some, it, I'd it like some originality. Hulu. It was on Hulu. <laughs> Were there snowboarders in that one? Uh, I don't know. I yeah, come on. Not the same. Sense. There's no Bodhi, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Ryan wants to know, what's going on with the AIW women's title? And I think we've touched on this a uh, few times. I saw, this qu- I saw this question. It's asked by a few people. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've touched on this in my, the last time I did a Q&A. But what I think people fail to realize is like the industry as a whole is in a very weird position as far as the WWE goes in signing just about everybody that like that, that is out there. Uh, so it, it keeps kind of postponing the plans for the AW women's title simply based on the fact that I don't want to start something and then be put right back in the same position that we are right um because there are very few there are much fewer girls especially in our area available at this time you know you you know we we spent a lot of time you know with Britt baker now Britt baker has relocated to florida you know so for Britt baker to come back that is a flight that is an increased cost um so many girls have been signed or are rumored to be in discussions with WWE because there is uh, the May Young Classic is supposedly going to happen again sometime by the end of summer. Uh, And, uh, you know, that's honestly the original plan whenever we did this last Q&A so many months ago. Yep. The plan was to do to to get this squared away and, you know, and have a new women's champion in August, crown a new women's champion in August. That is obviously not going to happen now because there's so much up in the air with who is going to be available in by the end of summer or the early fall. Um, so it's like it's it sucks to kind of say that, but it's it, it's a matter of what is the WWE going to leave us to to work with? Yeah, uh, and then assessing you know is is there a, a way to to continue to push it forward. You know, there's plenty of girl wrestlers that probably aren't on the WWE's radar, but they are also at a much further distance away from Cleveland, Ohio. So that would incur, you know, that that would make me incur a, a greater cost. And it's like, is there going to be a demand to build to, for somebody to watch the, the division get rebuilt almost from the ground up again or not? You know, there's a lot of, unanswered questions to where it would be much easier if there were uh, more marquee talents available. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, there's, you know, there's really not a ton of free agent uh, female professional wrestlers right now. And like I said, the ones that are out there, they are spread all over the world. Yeah. So to, uh, to, to try to rebuild the division is going to be hard. And, you know, with there being so few, they are coming at a premium price, you know. Sure. And uh, there, lots of other promotions have started doing things with women's divisions and women's matches and intergender wrestling. So, 
uh, the female wrestlers are, are running at a premium right now. And that's not like a cop out answer. It's just the, the reality of it all. So I want to kind of wait and see how the dust settles, you know, uh, for instance, you know, Shayna Baszler was never supposed to do anything more than the May Young classic, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden she is gone. She's gone and she, she can't, she cannot come back and defend her AW women's championship. And now she's the NXT women's champion, you know? Right. And that has happened in under a year basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild to think. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, I get this question answered a lot and, you know, I guess, uh, they say don't answer the a question with a question, but it's really like, are there going to be enough people to support rebuilding the girls' night out women's AIW women's division from the ground up? And uh, you know, I I don't I don't know if there is because those shows were much less supported before. You yeah. know, when there was plenty of good marquee talent out there. So it's it's really just you know it, it's something that weighs on me. Because I know that you know people do want it, and I know that uh, I want to do it, but it's it's a matter of you know lots of pros and cons going into that, and seeing who who's left over when it's you know after the WWE is is done signing virtually everybody. And though we're not always story heavy, I think the big thing here too is you got to do something that makes sense. It doesn't make sense for us to automatically throw out a yeah, just women's one, match just one match like this is it this is for the women's title yeah you know a, a tournament or the a plan, girls night out something the plan so is get for, there yeah the, there is a plan on the tentative schedule right now but you know uh, like i said initially it was set for this summer and yeah. here we are we're, we're we're starting in the summer and that has been pushed back months already just based on right okay you know all of a sudden you hear WWE is going to do the May Young Classic again, so that means WWE is going to be offering more contracts or locking girls up, you know, yeah. and it's uh, you know lo- or locking down some sort of agreement. So you know what I mean? Like you just have to see, you know, like same thing happened with Candice LeRae. You know, nobody uh, nobody thought that she was going to get a full time contract, mm-hmm. and you know here it is. As as a promoter with a, a company that. I mean, really, when you look at it, is rich in history of women's wrestling. When you see all of this happening with WWE, a lot of them there signed and doing amazing things. Uh, is it more pride or more frustration because of everything that you just talked about? Uh, it's not frustrating at all. Like, it's it's frustrating when I have to answer this question because people don't yeah. understand that it's not a simple. It's yes or no answer. Right. Where where is the AW women's division? There are so many different factors leading into it. So uh, that's where it kind of gets frustrating. But it's not. I don't get frustrated when I see these people that I worked with. You know, I couldn't give them. I, I could not give anybody a full time living. You know what I mean? For sure. Like I that does not that doesn't bother me at all. Uh, it just bothers me that there people don't realize that it's not so simple and they don't realize that like things cost so much more money than they think it's really in in all reality what it comes down to it's not of a lack of care for the women's division at aiw it's wanting to actually do it justice i want to do it right yeah Yeah. but i don't and i don't want to just throw girl wrestling out there for the sake of it you know being girl wrestling yeah not for you perverts 
We want quality stuff for people who enjoy it. Like it's no, it's not even that. It's just like <laughs> I I don't want to you know like I don't want to just like be like oh you're a girl okay yeah be and like fill a card out you know right, or just yeah. just whoever random people and like another thing that people don't not on top of WWE you have Ring of Honor uh, yeah. who has a women's division you have Impact Impact, Impact Wrestling who uh, they're you know really trying to build their division up on top of just other indies as a whole Mm -hmm. you know and like of course your shimmer and and things like that but uh you know it's just a matter of figuring out who is going to be available and it's not like and i don't want them to be available for a month you know what i mean i want somebody that's going to be available right which at the current landscape of of independent wrestling it seems like people are just as soon as they get a little bit of attention they're getting a contract or a tryout yeah all right, let me give you a dumb one because, you know, that was a lot there. Uh, our friend Mike Baker, naturally, is going to give you these stupid questions. Uh, these, this is an option between these. High Plains Drifter, Outlaw Josie Wales, Unforgiven, or Pale Rider? I don't even know what any of that is. You have never seen any of those? Those are all movies. They're all westerns. Not a Western guy. Tombstone? Oh, I know Tombstone. That's it. Yeah. How do you not put Tombstone on there, Mike Baker? I'll take Tombstone. Tombstone is good. I like Outlaw Josie Wales. That's a good one, but that's uh, it's like a Civil War era one. Uh, all right. From Jason on Facebook, he wants to know what are some of the most important matches in AIW history? And I think we've answered this in so many ways through other ones, but uh, maybe the wording there is good. Important I guess let's take this as what what are some of the matches that you think have elevated the stock of AIW I mean, so to speak. You know, it's all that's all subjective and it's all, you know, you have to really dig into the context of where where AIW was at the time and and uh, that's really hard to do just off the top of my head, but you know, I I would say uh the one match, you know, that really changed the I guess the the culture of the company, yeah. so to speak, would be the first ever women's match in AIW, which happened at Absolution 3. It was Mickey Knuckles versus Haley Hatred, because at that time, we were a promotion that said we would absolutely never, ever feature women's wrestling. And right. it was just not something that we were interested in doing. So that definitely changed uh, a lot of what what we did from that point on. Um, There's plenty of great other you know other matches that that have happened and uh they were you know they were good for whatever that meant at the time um but it's really it's really hard to just to pick specific things you know what i mean it's it's all subjective um so you know really i'll i'll have to go you know with the with the Haley hatred versus mickey knuckles answer because that was really the only one that really changed the course of the company all right, that's an answer probably nobody saw coming, so I like it. Um, here's a fun one. Nixon, Tolar, Schultz. Is the Duke a curse to teams in AIW? Well, he's he's also a curse to me because I was planning a comeback this year, and uh, <laughs> I matched myself up with a Duke, and all of a sudden <laughs> I was in the hospital for, for weeks. Uh, and that that those those dreams have been crushed. So I I, I will say that yes, I do believe the Duke is a curse. <laughs> Watch out, uh, hashtag Duke money. You need Mansur yeah. and Jock to keep rolling here. Jock, Jock will be retiring soon, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this one from Russell. Likelihood of a deathmatch tournament. Now, this, I think, stems from it was uh, if, if Danny had won against Donst last summer at WrestleRager. He's going to retire no matter what, but we would do a deathmatch tournament should he have won. Um, that was just kind of bait and switch shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that I will ever do a deathmatch tournament. I understand the appeal of deathmatch tournaments. I understand that there is quite a bit of money to be made by doing a deathmatch tournament. Uh, however, I do believe in a in a thing such as fans getting too bloodthirsty. Yeah. And fans only wanting that after you cross that that point of no return. Sure. Uh, and just uh, I that's why I do not want to do it and on top of liability and venues and uh, oh yeah there's so many you know there's so many other things it's just like uh, perception amongst you know uh, potential sponsors and things like that and uh, there are there are plenty of good options if you want to see deathmatch wrestling like uh, go watch game changer wrestling that nobody is doing it better than them in North America uh that's just not it's not what i want to what i want to present because i i do feel that you know especially in such a it's cleveland is like a small big city right there will be a, a much bigger uphill battle to climb with with getting uh fans to to support something like that on a regular basis uh and then come back and support the regular shows after if we did that. Um, because I, I just, there's, you know, I, I know Hornswoggle is, is, is dealing with something like this, not, not deathmatch wrestling, but, um, you know, it's, it, I do feel in like, you know, in a city like New York or something like independent wrestling is going to fall so far down the, down the totem pole of, you know, things that are getting majorly reported but like yeah in a in a city like cleveland ohio where it's like a small big city like you get a little bit of publicity and you know you're 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 getting you're getting shaken down for tax money you know and you know (laughs) hornswoggle is dealing with something similar just based off getting a little bit of publicity like it makes people aware you right. know what I mean, and I just, I just could see just, uh, you know, the wrong, doing a deathmatch tournament and the wrong person getting upset about it, and that being uh, very detrimental to AIW as a whole. Now, you know, do we have an occasional deathmatch? Yes, absolutely. Um, but a full-on tournament, I just, I, I don't think that we will ever do it. Uh, Donald wants to know what happened with the hooligans. I don't know. I'm sure they're still out there. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. I don't know. Uh, you know, this question, I don't know if you can't, we... you, you can't book everybody. That's That's all I have to say. Like, you, It's impossible to book every single person. Yeah. I don't know that we, we answered this when we talked about the origins of AIW. We may have, but uh, just for the sake of it, Vince asked, where did the AIW name come from? If there's a backstory or just something you or anyone else came up with um there was like a group of people that were just sitting around throwing things out writing them down i'm, I'm sure a manila piece of legal pad uh yeah. 
you know it's just uh, there was really like no like yeah this has a like a big meaning you know right. what i mean it was like I honestly think that like the plan was is we were going to run we were gonna run concert clubs and like our plan was to try to score a sponsorship with absolute vodka <laughs> i i swear like because the first the first ever aw shirt which i do not have one anymore but the first ever aw shirt uh the back of it was an outline of an absolute vodka bottle with like you know some dumb like angry text on it or something you know what i mean like teen yeah. angst shit so should we change our name to t-i-w <laughs> i wish tito's intense wrestling now but I, I like i believe that like that was like the plan because you know people have even said like you know absolute th- that doesn't even make sense but like it was to try to uh get like a liquor partnership and you know there was uh when we were working you know we were gonna pretty much be based in peabody's which was a concert club you know, their reps or whatever were like saying like, yeah, this is going to be like, a, you know, a way for you guys to get money, you know, cause oh. we weren't, we never got any money, from, <laughs> but like we, we were really just like looking for, you know, looking for ways to, to make money. We didn't really have like this, this big vision of like what it meant. That sounds probably bad, but that's true. Um, Greg wants to know whatever happened to the Jack of love. Uh, that's Greg, who was a member of the Jack of Love. I'm yes. sure. I'm sure he can answer that question. I'm sure, there. Are. Just reply to your own comment, Greg. Yeah. Uh, Jefferson Saint. This uh, I like this question only because we recently talked about it in, uh, you know, in the board uh, group chat. Would you ever consider an AIW Hall of Fame? And then follow up, being if so, who would be the first member? I mean, it's been talked about. I mean, I don't know because, like, what does it mean to be in the AW Hall of Fame? You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Like, it's not this prestigious thing. Um, there was talk when Little Guido was uh, said that he could not compete worldwide, said we need to make a Jaylet Hall of Fame and uh, just make the trophy a bronzed Bud Heavy can and induct <laughs> Little Guido. And he said that is a way to get Little Guido on the show. Yep. Well, then Little Guido got drunk enough to decide to wrestle the next day. So... <laughs> we didn't have to worry about bronzing a, a can, but, Thank uh, goodness. you know, it's been talked about like, uh, Biggins and I would talk about it. Like when we were still figuring out, like it's ultimately what jail it weekend became, but you know, when we did the first absolution, like we wanted it to be, we wanted absolution to be like a, like a weekend thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the first absolution ever, there was like an absolution show the day before, which was like a tryout show. And we were trying to get Dusty Rhodes versus Jerry the King Lawler, in which they would have done a Q&A session at that first absolution, and that all fell through. But uh, then there was, you know, also talk, you know what I mean, of, like, as the years went on, like, doing, like, a like a, like a Hall of Fame type of thing to, you know, like, the night before, yeah. like, the Thursday before absolution to where we would, like... Uh, work with like a local bar or restaurant and like you know do it up and sell tickets and stuff like that and have it for like the fans but it just never really came together and it just you know when when you think about it like i don't know maybe like adam laporta would be like all about putting a tie on and going to the aw hall of fame but like i don't i don't know if more people would be like down for that yeah maybe hey look sound off in the as you guys are listening to this 
that's something you really want. Maybe was, if we get enough people who want it. I don't. It was it, it was talk it was talked about. Uh, Biggins and I had talked about it before. I, I, I will say that that was it, it was legitimately considered a few times. Who do you who do you think would be first now? Would you still go Guido for like the AW Hall of Fame? Yeah, uh, I believe it was gonna. Uh, it was going to be when he was alive. Uh, JT Lightning was going to be the first guy. Oh, that makes sense. Sure. Uh, and uh, then there was, you know, talks uh, talk of like Josh Prohibition as well, but it just, you know, never happened. Uh, it's funny you say Josh Prohibition because uh, I think he's probably the answer to this uh, next question, which is from on Twitter. It's the guys from the Road Home from Wrestling podcast. Who's the best locker room guy you have at AIW? Yeah, that's that's probably Josh Prohibition. <laughs> Josh Prohibition and Ethan Page are probably the the one and two guys that will uh, you know step up and yeah. Uh, Dom's trying to get there, but Dom is a little too serious for some people. You know, Dom just has a weird demeanor about himself sometimes. <laughs> He's your student locker room guy. Yeah, he runs it, the students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they would call him the best guy, but he <laughs> he definitely runs them. Well, maybe better than the other guy that was doing it, but neither here nor there. Uh, Stefan, we already answered your question, so you now know that it's not a matter of needing more man rats to book GNO again. Uh, it's a matter of needing girls, really. Uh, here we go. I don't know if you want to play your hand on this, but uh, are we going to see Tim Donce versus Joey Janela in the future? Yeah, he challenged him for absolution. <laughs> I mean, somebody was not at the last show, just saying. All right. Or didn't hear that part. But there you go. That's your official announcement, folks. Um, I don't know if you know the answer to this. What was the deal with the really long shower Facade took at Evolve? He fell asleep in the shower. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> he just fell asleep in there. Just fell asleep. He like sits Indian style in the shower or something. I don't know. He <laughs> fell asleep in there. All right. Oh, man. This one keeps coming up. Let's get to the heart of the matter. When are you going to book Kali? I think the ship has sailed on Great <laughs> Kali. That was, you know, that was the plan for Absolution 10. All right. Will you ever book Alabama Doink? If I want to make money, baby. <laughs> uh,. Rank the Halloween movies, best to worst. Oh, man. These questions, man. These, I didn't these, think we got so many questions. These are the good ones for you. Uh, yeah, I think, feel like these just kept coming as we started uh, doing this. I'm going to go Halloween 3, okay. 1, 2, H2O, 4, Remake, 5, Remake number 2. No, I'll go Resurrection, then Remake part 2. All right. I think I got them all. From Alex on... We're going back to Facebook here. Why won't you give RSP a second chance? Uh, I mean, I like honestly, like you know, I've I've talked about it on this podcast concerning the girls' night out, but it's just like, like from an economic standpoint, I just don't think that adding him is going to sell any more tickets. You know, like uh, I, I think that there's more of an upside in showcasing an AIW student uh, than. You know, than him, and you know, like if people want to see him, he's there anyway. Like he comes to every show, and you know what I mean. Like yeah. so, like I don't know. Like I, I don't think that putting him on the card is going to 
is going to, or not having him on the card, I don't think that there's any real, real impact there. Like, um, you know, it's just like, there's more of an upside in, and say putting a, a younger student on the card who is a going to be cheaper, B probably going to draw some fans, which I, I guess I'll address, I'll address this too. Uh, and I'm sure we'll cover it when we talk uh, about the Chandler Biggins, uh, tournament shows, but like it, it, I noticed this whenever we have like new students debut that, uh, that, uh, have like a large following in the crowd, like the AIW faithful, like get mad about that. Yeah. And like, it's like territorial or something. I think what they get mad about is when those fans just chant for that person, the entire show, and but the you, whole show to watch, but you can't get mad about that because they're not wrestling fans. Yeah. And like, uh, that one student that you will flick off or whatever, yeah, probably made more money for the company in that day than your favorite wrestler ever has. You know, that's the that's the you know that's the real economics of independent wrestling. Yeah, and uh, you know, like uh, Wes Barkley, for example, because he's like the latest, you know, the latest one. He made more money for AEW than probably anybody ever has. You know what I mean? Like right. ever. You know, based on if if you go cost versus return, yes, profit and everything, yeah. And uh, you know, uh, Joshua Bishop was was the year before, and the year before that was Brian Carson. You yeah. know, and, and I mean, it's all the beer that these people drink. They're so it's not just the tickets, yeah. And and that's the thing that I think the AW regular fans need to embrace is, I we could like it would make so much more sense to just go that route, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Just feature the students, you know. Yeah, optimize my profits, lower lower what I have to spend, and uh, I would be rich, you know. Like, <laughs> like literally, like I yeah. would be, I would have so much money. Uh, and it, like, you know, when I broke into wrestling, uh, the rule was like you have to sell twenty tickets to be on a show. That's how Cleveland wrestling was. Right. If I had that rule. I could be I I could be like rolling in cash, but I don't have that rule because um, I understand that there is a middle ground to 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 be met. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and there is you know a, a need for the students are not going to deliver at, at the level of um, say an Ethan Page. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but you have to you have to embrace the process of of these guys because you know w- without without the west barkley debuting like jail at night two doesn't even happen because yeah. like though night one lost lost so much money and we will get into that when we recap jail it right like uh w- with without without west barkley coming through in the clutch and having over a, a hundred people there for him like uh, that doesn't happen you know what i mean like uh and we still lost a lot of money, but he lessened the blow so much. Uh, so it's like, uh, do do I want to book uh, Ricky Shane Page and give him a second chance when you know he had way more than one chance in AIW over the course of fifteen years, or do I want to try to build up somebody new who is going to make money who? is going to appreciate it. Cause I don't think there's an, I don't think Ricky would appreciate the booking to begin with. He did. He would not care. Um, he didn't appreciate when he had the belt, you know, so he's not going to appreciate a booking. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, he doesn't, he comes to the shows anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, if you really want to see Ricky Shane Page and buy a t-shirt from Ricky Shane Page, like, he's going to be walking around <laughs> nine out of ten times, you know, like, throughout throughout the year. Uh, you don't have to, you don't even, you don't have to see him wrestle. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. just there anyway. And, you know, to me, as a promote, like, as a promoter, it's like, this guy's going to come for free anyway. Like, why would I even need to book him? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the promoter thought, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And, uh... You know, I, I just think the I just think the spot is, is is better suited for the school because the school is going to be the guys that are going to be wrestling in this area for you know the next ten years or whatever. Sure. You know what I mean? So like you have to you have to lay the groundwork on them now, and uh, you know it's just it, it's just better. You know what I mean? Like turnover is good yeah. in, in wrestling. Sure. Uh, this will go into a a second question. These are both going to be from Facebook. How was Iron Curtain created, and why was it dissolved? Um, I know the Duke came up with the name. Um, I don't like it, the Iron Curtain was created as a way to get some of these other guys that were coming around at the time. This is pre AIW having a wrestling school. Like a guy like Dick Justice was just riding in, just like helping, you know, uh-huh. and showing his face. Like it was a way to get them on the shows. Uh, even if they didn't have matches, it was a way to like, it was like a developmental sort of thing to like, uh, you know, put some of these guys in spots, uh, help Greg iron be a heel. And then, you know, kind of see where, you know, the dust settled on the whole thing. And, you know, obviously like Dick justice broke out of that, like a pretty big deal. Yeah. And then Jerry came out of that, you know, huge on, unsuspected you know what i mean like just sleep (laughs) like sleeper um so i you know i think it served its purpose but you know uh, nothing can last forever you know and that's it just kind of you know naturally you know a dick justice that broke away first and then you know like jerry caught on like wildfire so it was like that was the way to go was with jerry uh so then your follow-up ends up being will we ever see gregory iron back in the ring or even as a manager in aiw I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you, who knows? You know, like, yeah. he's another person that is, he's always around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, but there's just nothing, like, you can't book everybody. And, like, there's yeah. not something for everybody on, on the show, you know? And, like, um, you know, that's that's the thing. It's, like, you, it, as much as some people don't like the change, it's, like, you have to start accepting that there are new young guys coming out of the AW school that, you know, guys like Greg or Ricky or, you know, even a Josh Prohibition, um, these guys have been around forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was a time when they were the new guy, you know, and it's sure. like there's now there's so many new guys coming out of the school. It's like who, you know what I mean? Like, who is going to bring fans into the building? Yeah. You know, like, because uh, I've said this probably before in this podcast, but like video, video is kind of fading away slowly, you know, as far as like money, you know, and it's, it's about the live attendance, you know? Mm. And like, you, you can't justify booking a lot of these big ticket guys on with a flight, with their fee, with the hotel, if you're not going to be selling video releases like you used to. Right. So you have to build up the local 
the local scene and the local core. And that starts with the kids coming out of the AIW school right now because they are local. They will go out and promote the shows. They, you know, they will sell tickets. They will, you know, try to get people through the door. And that's what's keep, been keeping the company alive. And then you throw a meet and greet guy on there and like, you know, a lot of those guys appeal to several generations. Sure. So it's like, oh, uh, Wes Barkley's, you know, brother sees Gangrel. He's like, holy shit, Gangrel's here. Like, yeah. you're a real wrestler. Right. <laughs> you know, like it justifies it. Yeah. It yeah. justifies it to them. And then they, you know, they don't know any better. They're going to go get a photo. They're going to get an autograph. You know, yeah. they're going to buy merch. So it's like, I, I understand the mindset of the regular AW fan, but like, you got to understand that like, this cannot get any bigger without, you know, these new fans coming in because yeah. like, you guys have been here for a long time, but like, there's a lot of expenses that you guys don't realize. And like the more people that we can get in through the doors is going to make it a lot easier. You know, like, like I said, if Wes Barkley does not bring over a hundred fans to that match Saturday afternoon, like I don't know what kind of financial shape we're in because we lost a lot of money on jail. Well, and so Greg being a local guy, you know, we're not paying huge expenses in terms of flying him in or anything, but he kind of goes back to, uh, it's that refresh. Says, yeah, and I mean, you know? Greg is gonna Greg is gonna cost you more than a student too. Sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, so it's like uh, if there was something where there was a good spot for Greg, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, to where it would fit his you know his skill set and like what he could do. And some of that probably goes back to I think you, you've talked about here numerous times about multiple people. Um, you really need people to really, really miss someone. Sometimes that's just an element of professional wrestling. You need that person to go away for a while. Right. And, you know, like it, it freshens people up. You can't, yeah. you cannot book somebody all the time mm-hmm. because then what's, like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, if I really want to see Greg Iron, I could just go to the next AIW show. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, there's, uh, you, you just, people need to go away sometimes and yeah if an idea comes back around it comes back around if it doesn't it doesn't you know like that's always the gamble of kind of like out of sight out of mind sort of thing like yeah but uh you know there's there's there is such a thing as turnover being good in wrestling yeah and i i think you know if we did not start the school when we started the school who knows what kind of shape we would be in honestly because so many of those students have you know, of course, like a hundred people aren't going to come back to see Wes Barkley wrestle again. Right. But if you retain a percentage of that, yeah, that's a percentage going forward of money that you did not have if you at get all. 10, 15 of those people. Great. And like uh, another issue, I guess I'll go off on like a tangent, like way outside the question, but like another issue is a lot of these other promotions popping up and not delivering or whatever uh, locally in this, in the area, like, people don't understand the branding some of them you know mm-hmm. so some people will go to a show that isn't aw and it's awful but they'll just generalize wrestling yeah independent wrestling as a whole and then you lose that money yeah you know like i'm not going to go to that show because i i didn't like that show and like they don't they just don't know any better and you know if like someone might go oh that show's only 15 bucks i'm gonna go to that one even though it's not gonna be better i'm just gonna go to that one because it's cheaper That's, yeah and uh 
you know, so we're, we've been dealing with a lot of that because for a good amount of time, there were no other independent wrestling promotions in the area. Now, I don't know. There's probably 10. It, it seems to be a new one every weekend, but yeah. yeah. So like, you know, uh, that's why these students ha- are helping AIW stay afloat because, yeah. you know, like the fans that are being lost for those reasons and whatever else, like, you know, we're losing 10, they're bringing 20. You know what I mean? So like yeah. things, things are, are a little above staying even, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's always like, there's no right or wrong answer, but it all makes sense in my head though. It's uh, I think this is a good ending point here. When is the EFW reunion show? Never. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thanks for submitting your questions. Uh, hopefully you got the answers. Uh, maybe they're not the ones you were looking for, but hopefully you got some answers. Uh, we'll do the best we can here. Is that it? That's it? There's nothing left? Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, man. You guys got to send some more questions. I'm just, I was starting to get in the groove here. You were. You were getting in a good groove. I think, you know, you always want to leave them wanting more, right? Yeah, turnover is good. Turnover is good. There you go. You learn nothing else. Turnover is good. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of The Card is Going to Change. Uh any any last thoughts? You got any questions that were stuck in your head? My head? Yeah. My my head is a giant question, man. <laughs> I question everything I do every day. All right. Good. Fair enough. That's why there's no dates past absolution. There's a lot of questions in my head. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, hey, there you are, folks. Uh, for AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Go support Caden's uh, GoFundMe, by the way. Good call.